Welcome to Your Untamed Life, the podcast bringing you stories of transformation, growth, fear, success, alignment, challenges, and more. With the intention to inspire you and light you up to find your unaligned path of transformation and let it unfold in front of you without letting fear hold you back. I'm Amanda Petra, your host and passionate human being. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, Nikki? So, so nice to have you here. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Third time lucky, we were just saying. I kept having issues, or my children did, so I'm glad I finally made it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad everyone's feeling better as well, and we're getting rolling. I have been looking forward to this conversation so much because we have so much in common about what we love to, like, overlapping and similar kind of, like, wants and desires for other people. I love how you're about, like, you know, feeling the fear and doing anyway, helping people overcome fear and getting comfortable in their current body and, you know, not shaming themselves into being skinny. These are all things that like I've gone through and I just love watching you put it out there. And also like the importance of strength training and strengthening your mind. I love how you've tied that all together. Um, So I just wanted to dig into like what you currently do and how you help women in so many ways and, you know, what you've shaped your business into now, because it's just so, so powerful. Oh, cool. What a cool intro. Thank you. (laughs) I I just got really excited. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, 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 and. Um, so yeah, you, you did, you hit it on the head. I, I help women. I, I basically teach women everything they need to know about food and movement, but also like how their brains work so that they can get off a diet cycle. They can grow their confidence and they can like actually like what they see in the mirror, you know, like take the photo, get in the photo with their friends or get in the photo with their partner or their kids and not, you know, some of us, we can go like, even say, I don't remember the last photo I was in because you you try to position your body in a certain way or you look at it and you go, oh, my arms. And then mm-hmm. you don't even have this capture of what will be and what likely is a really great memory. And it's just so sad that some women feel the need, not feel the need, but feel this internal pressure that they're not good enough and that their self-worth is based on the way they look. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely relate. I, it's like a work in progress constantly, I feel like, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's so, so good. That is the most powerful thing. It's about the memories. It's not about how you look and kind of got to let go of how you feel in the, in the moment, just kind of, you know, because you're going to want to remember this moment later on. Uh, yeah, you're right. But like, it is so much easier said than done, isn't it? You know, oh, just, you know, take the photo, you'll love the memories. Like, but most people, if they struggle with this, and they are self-conscious, they're going to be listening to me saying this and go, oh, what does she know? Because obviously, I, I am a lot further along in this journey. And I'll be honest, if I didn't have my business, um, I probably wouldn't be because I have a, a business like you where it's front facing and you are having to share a lot of vulnerability and a lot of posts. And sometimes if you're in like a, a health and wellness industry, like I am like aesthetically your body. And I definitely would not be where I am today. Had I not had to do all this stuff because, um, like you said, feeling the fear and having to do it anyway. So, um, one of the feelers, one of the pillars of my business is really just trying to simplify everything and kind of teach women that it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be confusing. Yes, it's going to be hard for sure because the things you want to achieve are outside of your comfort zone. So it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's real. And so I have been forced, like I said, to share, not forced, I've chosen to 
um, share photos that are real, you know, of my cellulite, of my stretch marks, of my dimples, all those things. And I'm not sharing them going, oh, look at me, I'm beautiful, like normal is great. It's, it bothers me. It still bothers me. But it bothers me far less because each time I do it, I feel a little bit less self-conscious. So yeah. as I was saying, you know, if anyone's listening to me and going, oh, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Absolutely it is for me because I have, I've learned how your brain works and I've learned about all the things that our brain does to try to keep us safe. And it's like when you have that moment where you go, I don't want to live like this anymore, like I am worthy of so much more. I deserve to go out with my friends. I deserve to play with my kids and actually be in the moment. Like that's the moment. Um, and there's never, there's never like a moment where you go, that was the time I became confident or that was the time I became, you know, like I, my self-consciousness was gone. But there is a moment where you go, I don't want to be like this anymore. Like there can't be a plan B. I have to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge, huge. And you got to realize like nobody's looking at you the way that you're looking at yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're right. Like if I see somebody, if I see a woman at the beach who is literally normal, like the average size in Australia is a 14 to 16, right? Mm -hmm. Cellulite, almost every woman has it. It's biological. If I see someone in shorts with cellulite, I don't go, look at her. I go, cool shorts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I go, fuck yeah, I'm normal too because she has what I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to focus on something else, but you know, you always focus on someone's cellulite because you have it and you don't like it. So it's just, and other people are doing the same. They're projecting their fears onto you if they are judging you. Most of the time, they're not judging. Well, I don't know. We're not judging people because we've learned to not like not judge ourselves, I guess, as much. But you always got to catch yourself. It is always a work in progress, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, like you, uh, you just pointed out, you know, if we do judge other people, it's one of two things. It's misguided inspiration. Like you're judging this person because deep down you wish you had what she had. Um, and so rather than being jealous, where like you know you can see it as inspiration or oh, I can have what she has because she has it like she's proving it's humanly possible or the second thing is exactly what you said which is it's highlighting um, something that we're struggling with like a perception of lack that we have within ourselves, and it's almost like you can go okay well thank you for like to your subconscious for highlighting this this problem that I have myself that I need to work on mm-hmm. yeah and just turning it inwards and being like, okay, I'm going to work on that now. And being being gentle and kind to yourself that you can just work on it now. And you kind of got to just let go of all the negative and the, the horrible thoughts because you're never going to move forward if you just keep holding on to those like weights, I feel like, that hold you mm-hmm. back. Yeah. If you're not trying, not letting yourself be comfortable now, how are you going to be comfortable through the changing process? Yeah. Mm, mm. the goalpost will always move you know if you're like I'm going to be happy when xyz like I'm going to be happy when I build my business to this side so I'm going to be happy when my body looks this way that's just no that's the goalpost is just going to move and there's absolute proof in that because I'm sure in your history you probably have said oh I'll be happy when I looked this size and now you look back and you go, oh, gosh, you had no idea how good you looked back then, you know. So the, if you're not happy within or you're not content within, it's just going to keep moving. Like you're ne- it's like a mirage on the horizon. You're never going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. We do that so, so well. I, I was just talking about someone about it with someone recently where I was like, I had like a 
a goal in mind where I wanted to be a stick figure and I was ended up being like that you know like really really skinny human that was just running all the time and I wasn't any happier I didn't think I was skinny I didn't know any of that until like now I look back at it and I'm like oh shit <laughs> but I wasn't any happier and it didn't get me what I wanted what I thought was there yeah that goal post always moves such mm-hmm. a good way to put it yeah I love what you do it's incredible well thank you no it's pretty fulfilling mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you, like, what was your journey like to get to this mindset that you have now? Oh, so much. (laughs) Like I said, um, if anyone wants any kind of self-development journey, start a business because it is brutal. Yeah, (laughs) It's horrible mirrors to you and you're like, oh God, I have to learn this quickly. (laughs) Absolutely, Amanda. Like it is, it is brutal. Um, it is obviously phenomenal because you learn so much about yourself and not just in regards to business. Like, you know, we know so many women who have all different businesses, but we can all probably relate to the same things, the same insecurities, the same fears, the same doubts, the same, you know, worries of, oh, what will everyone think, you know, starting a business. So, you know, for me, yeah, it's definitely thrust me into an environment where I've been forced to, like you said, hold a mirror up and be like, well, I'm, I'm the only one in my way. So whether you have a business or not, you know, if there's elements of your life that you aren't happy with, you get to choose. And yes, there are a million things out of your control, you know, your income, your children's behavior, what you do for work, how your family are, like what your friends are doing, like, God forbid, like illness, all these sort of things, like all these things are out of your control, but you can't change them. So it logically makes no sense to give all of this energy to that. But what you do have is you have so much power, so much power over your mind to choose. How am I going to see this? Yeah, like I think um, one, one really good tip that I give women to kind of have this like abundance mindset rather than this lack mindset is to change that internal dialogue from the word why to how, what, where, or who. So um, let me think of an example. You know, if you have a business and it's it's just not hitting the goals that you want to hit, you know, rather than going, oh, why, why can't I do this? Like, why aren't I hitting my goals? Why can't I be successful like her? Who can I ask for help? What can I listen to for free to give me help? Where can I find the answers? So you're kind of going, I don't have the answers. I don't have the self-confidence. I don't have the self-esteem. I don't have the dream house. I don't have the dream body. Whatever it is your desire is, you don't have it, but you do have the power to find it. And I just feel like I get so passionate about this. Like I literally get goosebumps, Amanda, because I'm like, why aren't we taught this in school? Like how our brains work? Like 1% of the population know this, like know how to use this power. And I'm not talking like, woo-woo magic stuff like it's quite literally how our brains are wired and when we know that we can go cool well then we can use that to our advantage your brain is your brain is creating I feel like I'm going off on tangent here it's awesome (laughs) the word mindset right it's like a buzzword like everyone's like yeah let's change your mindset let's work on your mindset like what does that actually mean in tangible sense like what does it actually mean for me it means teaching you what your brain does subconsciously like what your brain does to keep you safe and then observing that and being aware of that and those patterns that don't serve you and then being like cool I can use this to my advantage now like I can use these systems and these cognitive systems to my advantage it's, yeah it's amazing. 
It's so amazing. And that ties back to like going back to the basics kind of, because you do, your brain is so basic. It's just trying to keep you safe. <laughs> That's it. And mm-hmm. that reframe is incredible from why to those questions that why is kind of putting you in like victimhood and it's too logical. And sometimes you just, your brain just kind of stops on logical. Like I, I, there's a wall there. So when you get mm-hmm. the how and the what and all of that going, then you get to like get back into that flow and solving problems. <laughs> That's mm. so like, that feeds your brain, I think so much. It gives you so much more, yeah, abundance. I love it. Well, it teaches your brain to look for the stuff it hasn't been looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, if we, if we avoid things actively, like consciously or subconsciously, um, our brain sees it with fear, you know. Mm-hmm it's it, our brain is biological like it wants to keep us alive so if we avoid situations so whether that is wearing shorts to the beach or making an awkward business call or putting yourself out there on a the live to grow your business your brain is just going to work that up bigger and bigger and bigger in its head as something scary because each time this thought of oh perhaps I could do this and then you go no I won't it's reinforcing these limiting beliefs that that's scary that's dangerous don't do that right and it takes so much courage to do the scary thing but you don't have to do something massive just little things and each little thing that you do creates new evidence for your brain to go oh maybe it's not so scary and then you gain more confidence it's like it's quite literally like a switch or a pendulum you know Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can explain the same thing and as soon as you start to do little things to the ulterior your your mindset starts to change your beliefs start to change yeah yeah it's even as simple as like putting a really shitty post out there you you're like before you post it you're like oh my god everyone's gonna think this it's gonna be horrible everyone's gonna laugh at me you put it out there and nothing bad happens (laughs) and the more you do that the more you rewire your brain to be like that's not scary it's fine we can do it more yeah absolutely and a simple one yeah yeah. that that worst case scenario that people are gonna laugh or point it's Mm -hmm. so improbable it's so unlikely and it never happens. And do you know what? If it does happen, that's it's just statistics. <laughs> you know, it'll take a hundred people affirming you or liking a post or saying good on you or being inspired by you. And then you might have one person who is a bit of a dick, you know? But it's just stats, then it proves that there are so many other people supporting you. And yes, it's gonna sting. Of course it's gonna sting, but you get to choose whether or not you let that person impact your confidence and impact your self-worth. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. definitely and yeah it'll sting but the next few times it'll sting less and less and less because you really mm-hmm. don't get harmed you don't get like physically harmed from it I feel like, mm-hmm. like yeah. okay, whatever <laughs> yeah exactly our brain trying to keep us safe like it's more of the ego now it's not you know running from tigers and cavemen anymore <laughs> you know it's it's feelings of anxiety or stress and and self-consciousness and all those things exactly yeah 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 fear of the unknown basically Mm, mm -hmm. yeah um can you talk a little bit about the RAS you talk a lot about that and I just thought we could cover a little bit I love it (laughs) oh my god I froth on it so just like give me a signal if you want me to stop (laughs) (laughs) so this is one of the three things that I teach um the women I work with that make up your mindset and it's probably the easiest to understand. So it's really cool that you brought this up. So your RAS or your reticular activating system, so I'm going to call it RAS because it's a lot easier. Um, it's this thing that your brain does, the thing that your brain does, um, whether you're aware of it or not. And it essentially makes you aware of things that support whatever it is that you believe. 
So right now I'm going to say, I'm going to say, oh my God, do you remember that game Spotto? And whenever you saw like a blue number plate, I bet like nobody's seen a blue number plate for ages. But now that I'm saying blue number plate, everyone's going to notice them today because it's in your mind. Mm -hmm. So as I said, your brain wants to affirm whatever it is that you believe. So if you went to a, a barbecue with a whole bunch of new people and leading up to that, you're really self-conscious because you're going, you're like, oh, I'm not going to know anyone. Am I going to make an awkward joke? Um, I'm going to look out of place. You're going to go there, go to the barbecue. And then when you get home, you're going to be like, oh my God, that was so cringy. Oh, that person didn't laugh at my joke. I was so overdressed compared to everyone else. I just felt like all these other women were standing in clicks and I was standing there awkwardly. Oh my God. And then I dropped that drink, right? <laughs> because your RAS is finding things to affirm what you believe. But if you go, right, I'm going to this barbecue, I feel anxious, but I am going to really try to find and notice the things that show me the opposite. You will, you'll get home and be like, oh my gosh, um, someone came and helped me clean up that drink and said, oh, it's usually me. Um, I met these three great women. They I was standing with them most of the time. Oh, I, so many people commented on my shirt. I thought it was overdressed, but obviously people loved it. Does that make sense? So the thing though, is that this is subconscious, which means we don't think about it. It just happens. So to change it or to make our RAS work for us, we need to be, we need to make conscious choices, which means that we have to do it, like think about it. So it's difficult, but the beauty of the RAS though is that it will become subconscious. So if you are an anxious person, like the examples that I've been giving, um, but each time you're in a new environment or in a situation where you feel self-conscious, you go, nope, I'm going to think of five things that prove that I'm not awkward or prove that people like me or think I'm funny, that you will just eventually default to that person because you change your RAS, your RAS all of a sudden just becomes that person, that thing that, that notices all of the positive things. And that's how you change your mindset. So this limiting belief that you used to have, that your RAS continually affirmed probably for 30 years of your life, now searches for other things and creates this new belief that you have about yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is so cool. Like, we, you, know, you can even, if you've got kids, you can even do this with your kids, you know, if they've had a really bad day at school, you can kind of go, okay, well, let's think of three great things that happened today and try to change their perspective. It's beautiful. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, it's an easy, easy, easy way to do this and start using this is to create an evidence log. I literally have mine on my phone. It's a pinned notes. And anytime I do something where I'm like, oh, proud of myself, or I was worried about that and it turned out okay, um, I just jot it down. And it doesn't have to be massive stuff, guys. Like it can literally be like um, at the gym and rather than looking down because I'm nervous and I'm worried that I look out of place, I smile at a few people and a few people smile back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to start changing the evidence that you're creating and you write all this down and whenever you're having a bad day, you look through it and you're like, cool, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. But that is a really good idea, that pin note thing. I've mm-hmm. only recently started to, I, I've I, like suffered with crippling anxiety for like years, my whole life. And last year kind of got rid of it. But 
what I noticed was helping me the most was this kind of thing where writing down in my journal being like the last 10 weeks or whatever, or last two months or whatever, this, this happened, this happened, this good, this good thing happened, you know, and just, yeah, writing evidence about it and looking back on it every time. It's huge, huge. And yeah, it is really hard at the beginning. You got to consciously think about it and be like, no, I'm not awkward. Remember this time? <laughs> and you're like sitting at the barbecue convincing yourself you're not awkward. <laughs> exactly. Like after a while, yeah. Yeah, it becomes your new habit to look at things, you know, with abundance or optimism. You just eventually become that person. Like, yes, it's hard at the start, but you just become that person. And then you become more resilient because life throws things at you. And, yes, yeah, sometimes they're really shitty events and people and things that happen but you know that you've got your back. Like you know that you can trust yourself to work through anything that you're going through. I do obviously want to quickly just preface, like you mentioned that you had crippling anxiety. When I'm using the word anxiety, I'm not referring obviously to like a diagnosis or anything in that case, you know, you'd obviously mm. seek some professional help. Not from- <laughs> But yeah, you know, like we're all anxious. I get that. Sorry. I didn't mean to like preface it that way, but yeah no I just wanted to even how when it's really really bad it helps to write it down yeah 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 exactly yeah but yeah even now you know just have like casual bits of anxiety or you have too much coffee or whatever and you're just like oh god everything's freaking me out (laughs) always get to reference back that'd be really good to have it on your phone to pin up was there anything else that we could share that you love to teach about Oh gosh, so many things. <laughs> I guess um, it just it just comes down to you know whether you think you can or you think you can't. You're right, mm-hmm. and you know if you're listening to this right now and you're going, "Wow, in theory this sounds amazing," um, but it, oh, I don't know if I could do it. That's that's your limiting belief that you believe that this concept doesn't apply to you, dude. This is psychology. Like it applies to every human being with an operating brain. Um, unless you're like, you know, Phineas, you've got, I don't know if you know the story about the guy back in the 1800s, he got like shot through the head and lived and he became really awkward. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> unless you have like I a I know that injury. story. Yeah, <laughs> the brain injury just totally changed his personality. Yeah, yeah. taught us about the frontal lobe and stuff. So um, anyway, like for almost every human, this applies to you. And, and you go, if you're thinking, I don't know if I could do that this is your moment. Like, this is your moment to choose. Like, okay, no, I do have power. And it's very overwhelming because you're like, how, where, how do I even learn? You just start, like you just start taking little messy action and every little step forward. And sometimes it'll be a step backwards, but every little bit counts, like start listening to podcasts or start, you know, this evidence log, And I know, again, in this world, you know, everyone's really time poor and we're going, when am I going to fit this in? If you don't think you have time, then you go, how can I, who can I ask? Time audit your day and speak to someone and say, I don't think I have any time. An objective view is like worth a million dollars. They might go, well, what are you doing for this 10 minutes here? Or, hey, what about when you're driving? Why don't you listen to a podcast? Or who knows, all the things. But my point is, you can lead like a horse to water, right? You know that saying, but it's it's you. Like how badly do you want it? How badly do you want to be this new person that you want to be or, or achieve this desire? So I think, sorry, one more thing. You really need to connect with what this means for you. So 
not just I want to lose 10 kilos or not just I want a six-figure business or, or whatever it is that your desire is. Like what does it actually mean for you? So not I want to lose 10 kilos, but I want to be in a photo with my husband and not worry how I position my arms. Or I want to play with my kids at the beach and not worry what the everyone's looking at me. Or I want to, I don't know, go to school pickup and not feel self-conscious. What does it mean for your emotion? And when you've got that really strong drive, then you'll do anything. You will do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I really want to be present with my kids instead of focusing on this when I'm playing at the beach. And it's all just like all like small reframes that you kind of have to go back to to throughout your day like even if you think you take a step back you can reframe that step backwards as like well you handled it better this time because of this this and this you know (laughs) or something like that yeah Yeah. that's huge really important that's a really good point idea or suggestion as well actually like reflect upon your day and be like what did I do well what do I think I failed at what can I learn from that so Mm -hmm. that you kind of go okay well these are the areas that I'm not living in alignment or I'm not living as my best self. So what can I do? What can I put in place to start living a life that I desire? You know, you don't, you know, a lot of us listening around 20s, 30s, maybe 40s, like how much longer do you want to live a life where, you know, it's good, it's okay, but it could be better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're the only one stepping in your way. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. I want to just ask personally, what were there like specific limiting beliefs or negative thoughts that came up for you commonly as you were, um, as you were growing and changing, maybe not just in business, but I guess personally. Mm, uh, definitely. And I still um, have a lot that I work through and that is probably things like no one understands how hard you have it. You've got it a lot harder than other people. Um, you've got a lot of other roadblocks or things going on in life you know, that kind of stuff, like taking that almost like a victim mentality, but also in a way it kind of justified for me, perhaps subconsciously that I wasn't at a certain point yet. Um, So that could, obviously that's just probably relating to things like motherhood and growing a business. But if I was to think in regards to, yeah, my body, I definitely dealt with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of beliefs feeling like my body wasn't a normal shape and all of that kind of stuff. Gosh, I, and then, and then obviously that impacts everything you do in your life. Like I remember being, God, like 13 at, at school, you know, and, and going to the canteen and being like, oh, I'll get a wrap because that's better than a roll, you know, mm-hmm. or, oh, I'll just get a milkshake because that's not actual food and that will keep me skinny. Like, what yeah. what's wrong with us if we're doing that and thoughts. yeah I don't know what was wrong with us I and like you taught us that. that where did that come from exactly um and you know I think women today are still having so many of their thoughts consumed around food is this good is this bad am I allowed to eat carbs is this too many carbs what's keto should I be fasting why can she eat so much and look like that and I'm eating barely anything and I look like this oh the amount of I can honestly say like when you learn to heal this relationship that you have with food, you free up so much mental space. So much, <laughs> so much. 
And yeah. even with tracking, which I feel like people think is a lot of mental space, that cleared up my mind so much for being like, well, I can eat the bad food, the good food, and I don't need to fucking cry about it. <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. a tool, right? There's, yeah, it's everything is a tool. Like, again, the whole keto carbs, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you do what you want to do if the intention is right, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you like we were saying at the very very start Amanda like if you don't love who you are at the moment you're not going to love who you are at any size so it's okay to want to change the way your body feels or the way your body looks or the way your body performs absolutely as long as it's coming from a place of love like if you're disrespecting your body and hating your body it doesn't matter what you look like you're going to feel exactly the same so yeah like I said for me a lot of all consuming thoughts about food and the implications and what that would have on my body. And I think so many women still go through that and it doesn't have to be so freaking complicated. Like it doesn't have to be that hard. And that's why so many women have been on diet cycles for decades because nothing works because everything we do is so extreme. Um, And then we hate ourselves and we feel guilty and then we put weight back on and we're not actually learning. Like we just might buy a program, right? Buy a meal plan but we don't actually learn what this does to our metabolism. So then we go back to quote eating normal and you put it all back on and then you hate yourself and you think you're a failure and your body is the exception to the rule. And it's just all crap. And you, you know, Mm -hmm. round and round it goes for like 30 years. (laughs) You just keep finding evidence of that, of that failure and all of that. Mm -hmm. Instead Mm -hmm. of learning a little bit more and being like, Oh, that's why, or like, that's why eating more is better than eating less (laughs) in my occasion, because that's the goal I want to achieve or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And women are, are terrified of eating more. Like oh. even now, I like to think that um, my mindset in regards to food is quite advanced and healthy. Um, when I say healthy, I mean like mentally healthy. But even now, like I'll, I'll go to make lunch and I'll be like, oh, should I have two bits of bread? And I'm like, hey, no, that's old Nikki. That's like 25-year-old Nikki. No, don't. Stop thinking like that. It just yeah, like, now, now I think in terms of like, well, I have to eat this bread because I need to fill my workout. And that's it. Like, I'm like, why am I not eating the bread? <laughs> I know it's crazy, crazy things. But yeah, it's the nineties, the nineties screwed us up. <laughs> they really did. And they screwed up our moms even more, honestly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all those weird workout machines and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to sweat off all your calories. <laughs> cabbage soup diets and all the things oh my god and, yeah most most women like our generation and our mom's generation we have some form of disordered eating so not necessarily eating disorders in which obviously you need you should seek like professional help for but disordered eating so disordered eating is any eating habits that you have that aren't consistent so like you just said oh I've got to work extra hard to make up for the meal I just had or the meal I'm about to have um Or, you know, eating really restricted on some crazy diet for Monday to Friday, then just going crazy on the weekends. Or you're at a party and you're like, eat so much food past the point of feeling sickly full because you're a quote on a diet and who knows when I'm allowed this again. Mm. All of this stuff, looking at food and thinking it's good or bad, like which category does it go into or just any negative emotion around food. Like food is purely there to nourish or to be enjoyed and not necessarily both. Like you're allowed to just eat like pork belly. <laughs> that, that is, that is not nutritious. <laughs> that is delicious. right? <laughs> or donuts. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to, you're allowed to give yourself permission to. And when you, it's quite ironic when you eat more, you binge less. When you eat more quote, bad food, 
you binge less mm-hmm. because you're not doing food with lack. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you don't eat the whole chocolate bar now. You're like, well, I have chocolate every day. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's with, massive. Yeah, and women, we bond talking about food, good and bad food. You know, we meet new people at a barbecue or a mother's group or a party or whatever. Oh, I shouldn't eat that. I'm trying to be good. That's just that's the discourse that we've grown up with, listening to from our mums who meant the best, like they love us. They didn't mean us any harm but that was normalized to us. And that's how most women, we still talk uh, if we're in social situations regarding food. Oh, I'm trying to be good. Mm-hmm. And it just, we're reinforcing these, these negative behaviors that don't serve us. Mm. Because we feel like we have to, like it's normal though. That's what you need to understand. Like it's normal to have disordered eating and it's normal to feel this way, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's normal. It shouldn't be normal but it is in our society it is really normal and yeah it definitely keeps feeding the beast because you go out like even now I go out and I'll eat like more food and people are eating way less food than me and I'm like I have calories to fucking eat for my training you know and I still get that mindset of like you're a fat kid like what are you doing everyone's judging you but then you just gotta go no let it go what are you talking about old like programming that nobody needs and is super unhealthy yeah but yeah, you kind of you really have to like get comfortable and ground yourself in your decisions and what you're doing, and don't let anyone kind of sway you in a direction that's unhealthy and not not going towards the direction you want to go. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and there might be people that you know you love and you care about, and when they comment on food or your body or that kind of stuff, you know, just being aware that they are—it's a reflection of their feelings and their insecurities and their, you know, them. And you get to choose. Remember, like you get to choose if people's comments impact you mm-hmm. totally yeah and if they're looking at like how much you're eating like what, what do you mean like <laughs> you're you're taking in the nutrients and they're starving themselves you know like let's not go there again mm-hmm. um <laughs> so like what kind of like maybe helpful tools or reminders can we give people in these kinds of situations maybe that that you could suggest in regards to like food yeah food and you know people's judgments around judgments around food like perhaps in your family or you know you're feeding your kid one thing and your parent other parents are judging your kid's food (laughs) that's a a really good question yeah happen a lot I feel like that would oh yeah I'm very fortunate in the net like my family and stuff like that I don't really get any judgment um or my partner's family and things like that but definitely yeah other friends with kids oh I would never let my kid eat that kind of stuff and the studies actually show now that the kids who take lunch boxes to school with the treats are the ones who have better relationships with food when they become teenagers there's less um obesity there's less eating disorders because they haven't been taught to marginalize food or demonize food food is just food like you got everyday food and then you got sometimes food um because you got to remember you know when they become teenagers and they have their own money and they get to go out with their friends or to the canteen if they have been denied certain types of food for so long they're going to be like oh yes amazing and they're just going to buy all this food that is sometimes food so, uh, but there is definitely, yeah, some judgment. And I think like sometimes you've just got to, when it comes to your kids, like, and even just yourself, 
you know, if people make comments about your food or um, how it is that you're eating or even just in general, oh, isn't that bad for you or whatever, you've just got to put on, like, pull on your big girl pants and affirm what it is that you know or mm-hmm. what it is for your choices. And that doesn't mean you have to be aggressive or argumentative. You've got to remember, like, it is normal for women to look at food as good and bad. So they might genuinely be asking questions or highlighting their insecurities. So reframe it, you know, like what if you could be their light bulb moment? Like what if you could be their permission slip to look at food differently and start to learn about food? And I'm not saying become a nutritionist, but, you know, learn that, hey, you can eat the pasta when you go out for dinner. You can look at a menu and choose because that's what you feel like, not because that suits your diet. And you can be the permission slip for these women to see things differently as well. So, yeah, it takes a lot of courage to stick to what it is that you believe is best for you if it goes against the tide, right? Yeah. Yeah, going against the tide is the hardest. Absolutely, but it it creates that evidence for you, right? The first time someone goes, oh, I thought you were trying to be healthy. How come you're getting pasta? Mm. First time you go, yeah, but I am being healthy. Like, this is good. It's delicious. Like, I'm not binging. It's great. Like, and I've eaten, you know, food that suits my goals most of the time this week. And this is just a meal that I'm just enjoying because I love pasta. (laughs) Um, You know, it's going to be hard the first time, but the next time will be easier and easier. And that's how you reframe your mindset, right? Using your RAS to your advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gorgeous. That's a great way to put it. That might be what they need to hear. <laughs> that's it. That's all. And I just, I'm just trying to think about it. like, there was times when that happened to me and it, it is just like, you feel put on the spot, but yeah, you can just reflect back to them that it's not bad. Like, everything in moderation, everything in moderation, I feel like is always a really good way to like, make them go, oh, okay. Like you're not binging. <laughs> you're kind of, you know, you've balanced it out with your own day your own week or whatever your own plan exactly and and you know make life easy for yourself so if you what can you prepare like not prepare but prepare for you know if you know that you're going out with some of your one of our partners work friends and you don't really like the way that she always talks about food like and you're aware that this is how she's going to talk or you're aware that your mother-in-law is going to talk about what you're feeding your kids or whatever make your life as easy as possible like to the point where you might quite literally role play in your mind what are you, what kinds of thing what kinds of phrases you would say back so mm-hmm. that you're not put on the spot and again you know if you're listening to this and going say or thinking you know oh that sounds a bit extreme that's just a limiting belief of yours because it's something different it's just something different but it might help you mm-hmm. I love how you phrase the limiting beliefs of being like well just not believing that that's for you and like it's so crazy that we do that <laughs> that's just oh. not for me that's just too it's just too hard so you put it in the oh that must not be for me kind of box mm-hmm. it's completely doable mm-hmm. amazing um I would just love to ask like maybe what's one last piece of advice or inspiration we can leave for people um you know leave them with for their own transformation journey their own growth journey you've left a lot here but I'm just like maybe there's <laughs> one more we can think of Oh my gosh. Um, we've spoken about a lot. We've spoken a little bit about like limiting beliefs in all areas of your life. And we did kind of pivot a bit towards 
um, you know, body confidence, the perception of our body. So I might touch on that if that's okay. Because mm-hmm. I obviously just have like a lot of women come to me and, and they have so much of their worth tied up with how they look. And as I said earlier, it's okay to want to change the way your body performs, looks, feels, all the thing, as long as it's coming from a place of love. So the one thing that I could say that hopefully blows your mind is that you don't have to love all of yourself to love yourself. So sorry if this is a repeat to you, Amanda, because I did like a post on this last week. But there's so much toxic positivity out there. Toxic positivity basically... Sorry, I fucking yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Love it. Oh, cool, cool. I'm glad I brought it up. Let's just not be like happy all the time. Let's go back. Let's dig into it. Yes, yes. So exactly, Amanda. So toxic positivity is like this whatever dialogue out there at the moment that's saying you're always you've got to be happy. You've got to look at everything in a positive light. And I know that this sounds contradictory to what I've been saying because I've been saying we need to be optimistic and abundant and searching for answers right but we don't have to be happy all the time doesn't have to be positive all the time so if you think about the way we look at our bodies toxic positivity at the moment is all about love yourself love your curves love your flaws love this love that blah 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 blah. and we really really want to but we just can't like we just can't love every part of ourselves Okay, and then we feel like a failure because we're like, everyone else is saying this is so easy and I can't even do this. I'm such a failure yet again. But I guess my point is it doesn't have to be love or hate. You can just like tolerate some parts, right? So you might not love your thighs, but you don't have to hate them and you don't have to disrespect yourself. You don't have to look in the mirror or say to your partner or say to your friend, oh, my thighs are disgusting. They're so fat. They're Look at all the dimples. You can go, eh, look, my thighs, they're not my favourite part, but that's okay. They are what they are. I'm gonna just going to put up with them, but I do, I do freaking love my shoulders. I do love my decolletage. I do love my hair. That's like my best feature, okay? Do you see what we're saying? Like the difference between hating and tolerating just the way that you respect yourself based on that, that reframe, that choice of language. And that is going, what you, the way that you love yourself or the way you respect yourself is how you are asking everyone else to. So -hmm. try really, really hard to go, I don't need to love my thighs, but I don't have to hate them either. I just got to put up with them and focus on other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that's honestly one thing that has really, really helped me. Um, and helps all the ladies that I work with because hatred is a very strong emotion whereas tolerance it's kind of neutral so you kind of just like stop focusing on it as much and then you can start focusing on the things that you like or love Mm -hmm. yeah stop zooming in on your flaws and just being like Mm -hmm. they're fine but yeah stop bullying yourself as well I feel like we preemptively bully ourselves so other people can't bully us Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're just hating on it, hating on it, hating on it because you're like, well, this is what other people are thinking. So if I tell myself this, then I'm protecting myself because I already know this is what people are thinking. I feel like that's what it comes back to. (laughs) I agree. Let's not do that. Let's respect ourselves and give ourselves some love. That's, I think, the love that you need. That's not toxic love. That's like, I'm loving myself and I'm respecting myself enough to just not do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an amazing note to leave it on. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So great. Um, So I'm assuming, I'm sure people will want to find you on the internet and find more about your brain and from your brain, all of this awesome information. So where can people find you on the internet? And do you have any like upcoming offers, upcoming things that people can join? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, people can, the best way to like send me a message or whatever is on Instagram. So um, my handle is Nikki C Coaching. So N-I-K-K-I-C Coaching. Um, and yeah, at the moment, actually, um, I'm doing a bit of a few podcasts, which is really cool. And for any of your listeners, I am happy to offer a free like 15 minute chat super casual we can just dive deep into some of the things that are maybe holding you back and I can help you reframe them look at them from a different perspective and like put in a bit of a formula or a strategy to kind of move past those limiting beliefs amazing yes let's do that please do get in contact with Nikki because changing that and like changing your mindset even 15 minutes can happen like you can get Mm. that one nugget of information that's like oh I can move forward I have permission to move forward and let go of that old stuff. (laughs) Please, Mm. please do that. Love Mm. that. Thank you so much for offering that. So, so nice to talk with you. That was so great. Maybe we can do this again (laughs) tomorrow. Um, Yeah. All of this meant so much to me because, you know, a lot of what you do is like a lot of what I had to go through, you know, I was a fat kid and all of (laughs) that and had to work through all of these things. So I really, really believe in what you do. And I'm so, so glad you're doing it for other women and other moms. Oh, thank you. That's such kind words. Thank you so much. It's yeah, really fulfilling. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for being here. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Nikki today. She is so incredible, isn't she? I just love how she focuses on the internal transformation so that the external transformation can happen and so that you're not so hard on yourself waiting for that external transformation to happen. So, so important. For business owners, I wanted to leave you with something quick that I'm very passionate about. It is called the Website Transformation Academy and its waitlist has just opened. This is for you if you have a WordPress website that currently you're embarrassed to market, you feel powerless using the tech, it is not helping you, it is not converting sales and you really want to redesign it. That is the intention of Website Transformation Academy. But don't forget, if you don't have a website, this is also for you. I have created two levels of access where you can get the foundation access. If you don't already have a website, how to set up the hosting, how to set up the domain, and all of that is in that access point. This is over $5,000 in value, this course, but it is coming out at a founding price of just $333. And the founding price can be found in the waitlist. So pop into the bio below here and just join the waitlist. You won't regret it, I promise. It's going to be amazing. You're going to learn about conversion-based design. You're going to learn about basic SEO. You're going to learn about copywriting. There are some amazing guest masterclasses in there about copywriting and so much more. And you're just going to get so much out of this that it's just going to be a great foundation for you to be able to grow and scale your business. So jump on the waitlist in the bio. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so freaking grateful to have shared this space with you today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would absolutely love it if you joined me on Instagram. I'd love to connect in the DMs and chat all things transformation. Hear some of your stories, your journey. It would be so, so cool. 
It would also mean the world to me if you did just click the little follow bell on Spotify or head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review. With your help, we can help more people feel the incredible depths of transformation through stories and teachings shared here. And, you know, please remember, you can do anything you hear here too. It is not for just other people to do. You can do it too. Thank you so much, gorgeous soul. See you on the next episode.